Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. John chapter 19, verses 8 through 11. It can be a satisfying experience to watch a person get put in their place. Now, we probably shouldn't delight in that as Christ followers, but to see the arrogant person get humbled or the self-righteous person get corrected or the overly ambitious person brought down a peg, there's something about it that just seems to feel good, if we're being honest. Pilate and Jesus are coming to the end of their conversation, and Pilate is about to get put in his place by Jesus. By the world's standards, Pilate is the most powerful person in the land. He is governor, appointed by Rome, answerable only to Rome. No one can tell him what to do other than the emperor, and certainly the Jewish people, or this Jewish carpenter, are not anyone that he needs to be afraid of. Which is why it's interesting that Pilate expresses fear. Jesus makes him uncomfortable. The mob screaming for Jesus' blood makes him uneasy. The man who has the might of the Roman Empire and the strength of the Roman army at his disposal has been made afraid by what is transpiring. To that end, Pilate seems to be trying very hard to let Jesus go. He doesn't seem to want to punish him anymore. He seems to be going to Jesus and essentially saying, Help me help you. Help me help you get out of here. But when Pilate, who is annoyed at Jesus' refusal to help himself, tells Jesus that Pilate has the authority over his life, Jesus will have none of that. This provokes an answer. Only God has power here, ultimately. Any power that Pilate thinks he has has been delegated not by Rome, but by heaven. And Pilate is guilty of sin here for not recognizing the Messiah. But those who have betrayed Jesus, who should have known better, are guilty of a greater sin, Jesus says, because an innocent person is being punished although he has done nothing wrong. In earlier verses in this passage, Jesus has said, My kingdom is not of this world. He is not directly a threat to Caesar, so there's no reason for Pilate to punish him. Jesus is innocent of all charges. And yet the innocent one is about to suffer, and suffer for the sake of the guilty. It seems unjust, and it is. And yet through this act of injustice, God will be provoked. Since God's anger is aroused at injustice, the death of Jesus will cause God to pour out his wrath on sin and death, defeating and destroying them forever as the innocent suffers for the sake of the guilty. Pilate is a player in this story, and Jesus says that he is accountable for his own actions. But God has set things in motion before the day's events have come to pass. God has put the players in place, and as they play out their roles, God's final plan to overcome sin, to defeat death, to defeat evil, and to bring us back to him are all about to finally reach their fruition. God is in control, and he is steering this ship exactly where he wants it to go. Today, take some time to think about a time of suffering in your own life. 
We would not say that God is the cause of all suffering, but we would say that he is there with us in the midst of our suffering. How have you seen God at work in your life in the suffering? Where have you found signs of hope and grace? What has it taught you about the God that you serve? Mm -hmm.